This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joyful, joyful. Lounge on Joy 94.9. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and sexuality for our community. Welcome to the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9, and you're with Mark and Rachel tonight, and we also have Claudine come back with us. Hello, I think I'm a, I'm a guest on my on my own show or something like that. Well, it feels like oh, you're a bit yeah, of a guest. I feel like I've been away somewhat at the moment. Been it away doing like that, doing other things. So welcome, welcome back, and we're re- and we're really, we're really, we're really grateful to have Claudine here tonight because she's going to be able to contribute lots to the show tonight. So tonight we're going to talk about what is the big news story of the week in our community, and that is the Orlando massacre, yeah. for want of a better word. So big thanks to everyone for this, from Stand Up Straight who was also talking about this um, topic, and we're going to continue on with it um but give it a bit of the spiritual twist um and hopefully not have the mood too low we we understand that it was a really sad time um but we have to also remember that especially tonight the vigil showed we stand together as a community and we can go get stronger and uh things can look up from here as well Absolutely. And if you want to join in the conversation with us tonight on the Spirit Lounge, you can message us on 0427-JOY949. Uh, you could phone us tonight, one three hundred joy 949 email on air at au, or via the app. Just hit the little contact us button up in the corner. We'd love to hear your thoughts about how how this has affected you from a spiritual perspective since we're on the spiritual lounge. Definitely. Um, so we're going to start with a little bit of what you heard uh, to end the last show with. So at the vigil, it ended with two rounds of Somewhere Over the Rainbow sung by um, many of the, the queer choirs around Melbourne and everybody attending. It was a really special moment. Here are some of it for you now. <laughs> So, Claudine and Rachel, you're at the vigil. I didn't go so that I could actually still talk now. Um, so, what was it like? Who wants to go first? Um, I'm happy to go first. So, for me, uh, it was incredibly emotional. I um, This week has been exceptionally tough for me. I not only started my week on a bad note with a bad text message, I then got into the Joy Studios on Monday and that was the first time I had heard about what had happened and then I did three hours on air with messages constantly coming through Um, and I found it incredibly hard like it's been tough so having this vigil tonight and knowing that we have support of the government and of people of different religions and of um 
even mental health companies and stuff saying, we're here for you uh, and it's okay to have feelings. Essentially, that was kind of a, a bit of the message tonight was it's okay to have feelings. Uh, so, And it was a, just a, a beautiful atmosphere and you could not have ended it better than by having everyone sing together. Like whoever's idea that was well done because it was so beautiful and so touching and people were crying and people were hugging each other and it was just really really lovely so it was a it was a good event to bring it back together for you after a pretty tough week definitely i definitely needed to be there tonight i'm really glad that i went and i think you know it's a bit of a bit of healing and a bit of closure although you know there's still a lot that the world has to deal with in regards to this i think um being around other people who are hurting just as much helps Strength in numbers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you, Claudine? Yeah, I think it's um, that you know, there's there's been two of these memorials this week. So um, I no, I um, got to work on Monday, which was a public holiday, but some people work on public holidays, and um, and saw that there was a, a vigil, a, a really sort of last um, impromptu vigil at the Rainbow Crossing in um, Fitzroy, uh, which was just down the road from from work so I was able to go there and even at you know a few just a couple hours notice it was a huge turnout I couldn't actually hear many speeches because it was so crowded and also windy and the, um, I think they were overwhelmed they, they didn't expect those numbers but um, then I saw people posting on Facebook saying well it was great that there was this this thing but we need um, for those of us who couldn't get to to the thing on Monday what what else is there so it's great that and, and you, know, you know, our friend, the commissioner, was was at at both events, and and that yeah. um, she could um, you know, just kind of push, I guess, push the government to to really um, go all the way and and um, show that that our community is is really you know truly embraced by by this government. It's, and you know, I was just saying that I, this is this is one place that I feel safe. That um, I feel safe being in Victoria these days. Definitely. Something that really impacted me that Rowena Allen said, uh, I didn't get a recording of this, but she said, um, whoever, is it Martin Foley is her boss? Yes. So Martin Foley already had the flags um, at half mast on on Monday before she even had the chance to ring him and say, is, can, is this something that we can do? It was already done. And that, that shows that it's not just one person in government. It's not just the, um, the Commissioner for Gender and Sexuality that was on top of this. Um, Dan Andrews was there tonight and spoke as well, and he was on top of it. Um, and obviously, Martin Foley. I'm not very good with politics, and I'm not sure who does what. Minister for Equality. <laughs> Oh, well, then that makes sense then. See? So I just remember the name being mentioned. Um, But it's good to know that the whole government is behind us, uh, which is a really beautiful thing. It is a really beautiful thing. The thing that people might want to do, and we'll mention it now, is there is a State of Victoria condolences book. Um, And so you can express your condolences for the people of Orlando by visiting the website www.vic.gov dot au forward slash condolences um so but you should be able to find that fairly easily um, by just even going to www.vic.gov.au um, and there'll be links from there um, you're on the spirit lounge on joy 94.9 um and we're 
sort of capturing the week from a more of a spirituality um, perspective. Um, and we're going to talk and listen to some more snippets as the show goes on from the vigil, which Rachel uh, recorded for us tonight. You're on Joy 94.9. Of course, it's not a rally. It's a time to grieve. Let me open this space with these words. Hatred is spread not just by words and deeds, but by silence. The silence of church leaders who don't want to upset people by challenging their prejudices. The silence in public square about the damage that trans, bi and homophobia wreaks on people. The silence in our community which marginalises queer people, making them invisible and breeding shame and self-loathing. It is time to break that silence. That was Rowena Allen's um, opening speech at the vigil for Orlando this afternoon or this evening. You are on the Spirit Lounge uh, with Rachel, Mark and Claudine is back to join us tonight. We've missed you, Claudine. I've missed being here. And we had Conchita Worst in there, Rise Like a Phoenix. It's a bit of a poignant song for this week for our community. Definitely. We're going to try and keep our music a little bit uplifting, Um, some feel-good songs and some... Get your power back songs. Yeah, yeah. And it's imp- I think it's important to sort of to, to build from this and, and as a community to strengthen ourselves and, and become community. It, it's, it's often easy to sort of feel that because we're so diverse, there's not a lot that makes us common. And so it's easy to lose that sense of community in the sense that we, that we are, you know, fighting for a particular cause and that's about our equality in the wider community. Yeah, so... Um we're going to have a, a listen to some things that were said at the vigil tonight. If you weren't there or if you were there and you actually weren't able to hear because I've heard not just from you, Claudine, but from some other people that were there that they actually didn't hear anything that was said. So it's good that we are able to share this with you tonight. Um, firstly, Daniel Andrews, when he got up and spoke, um, he talked about an article that he read and he said it sums up to him exactly what happens. And this is him sharing the article with us now. And I want to read from that article now. Awa Madawi from New York wrote, For many people, a club is just a club, but not if you're gay. Gay clubs are everything that straight people take for granted. Gay clubs are hospitals that patch up the invisible wounds you accumulate. They're therapists' offices, she said. They're community centres and they're sanctuaries. Now, as we all know, just a few days ago, a terrorist in an act of pure evil changed that. Changed that perhaps forever. 49 people were killed. Husbands, partners, sons, daughters... Their phones were still ringing in their pockets long after silence fell over Orlando. It was the deadliest mass shooting by a single gunman on US soil. The deadliest terror attack since September 11 on US soil. And the deadliest act of violence against LGBT people on US soil ever. That was Daniel Andrews reading out an article that uh, really touched him about the 
shootings in Orlando. I do apologise for the wind. It was ferocious out there. So you will notice in some of the recordings there is a bit of a interesting background noise and that's just the wind. Um, there's so much I, I really want to say, but I don't... I, the words just... I just can't speak eloquently about this. I think that's true for a lot of people this week. Yeah. So and that's, it, that's... In a way, that's okay. It's, it's sort of being being honest about where we are with all this. Yeah, and I think... And that was a, a bit of a theme tonight as well with people who got up on the stage kind of just... Although they had speeches written down, they struggled. And it was just a hard thing to talk about. And it is. And I think that's why we do need to talk about it is because it's tough and it is important. Uh, if you want to get involved with our conversation, please send us a message on 0427 JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you were there and if there was anything in particular that... Um, that maybe got you in the feels a bit uh, tonight. I, it's another thing that I have chosen to play tonight um, is Daniel Andrews talking about the government and how the government is uh, supporting us. Obviously, recently uh, he said sorry to the LGBTI community, especially to people who have been convicted of crimes um, relating to LGBTI issues in the past. He gave the official government apology, which is a, a huge step um, to equality in our state. Uh, and so here are two, two more things that Dan Andrews had to say this evening. There is so much more that we need to do to make things right. Until then, of course, we cannot promise things will be easy. But just know, know this, you have a government that is on your side. I meant it then and I mean it now won't make people safe, they won't provide the inclusion, the respect, the decency that all of us want to be a hallmark of this great state. That's why I offer you not simply words but actions as well. Tonight, for all Victorians and for this community particularly, I pledge to use the great privilege that's been given to me, the office that I hold, to build an atmosphere to build a culture of celebration and courage and, above all, a culture of change. We bring the Victorian people along with us every step of that journey. I think the victims of the massacre in Orlando and the millions, the hundreds of millions of others across the world just like them who they never got the chance to meet are owed nothing less. Thank you very much. So that was Daniel Andrews just speaking tonight about um, the government's commitment to us, saying that they're they're not just going to give us words, but they'll give us actions. Um, can Daniel Andrews speak on behalf of the entire government? Maybe just the Victorian government, yeah, because he's the premier. premier. He, he, that's kind of his. <laughs> See, role. I'm not a political person. I I'm on this show with the spiritual stuff because I it makes sense. Politics does not make sense to me, but it's good to know he can speak on behalf of the entire Victorian government, and that's a good thing. But I think that's an important thing about when you're talking about this this, this issue is about trying not to let this be politicised. 
we don't want this to become a political football, Absolutely. a political game player. We actually want this to be a real part of, this is going to be part of our lived experience. Yeah. Um, for our community, it, this is a very unusual, we've never had this before. Um, and so, well, we have had it before, but not for a long, long time. And not all in one go like this. And not, not all in... in one go. And possibly not really on this scale. In terms of deaths, it's not on this scale. In terms of injuries, perhaps it has been. But it, for for a lot of us, it's not part of our lived experience to have this level of attack on our community. And so it, it really does strike right to the core of of who we are and what we what we how we perceive ourselves as a community and you know you talk about gay clubs as being a safe haven like we can all remember the first time we ever went to some sort of LGBTIQ bar club whatever it was and that's that's something that's burnt into our memories as part of our lived experience and they are safe places and now we're we're, we're faced with this concern is this a one off event is it you know, something that's just happened once and we'll live and, and build from it? Or is this is this the start of something more systematic? Is this going to be part of our lived experience where more things like this happens? And, and what does that mean for us as a community? And certainly for the LGBTI community, that's an unknown phenomena. Um, certainly for me as a Jew, this is not an unknown phenomena. We, this is part of our lived experience. So my reaction to this is probably a little bit less than some of my peers just because I'm used to this being part of my lived experience. I'm used to the fact that, you know, I'm part of the security team that protects our synagogue. I'm used to making that a safe place. So it, it, this could be something quite different for us. Yeah. So to relate this to people who may not be part of the LGBTI community, it's almost as if you are of a religion and you are at your place of worship for that religion and someone comes in and kills you because you're that religion. It's on the same scale as that it's this is this is the safe place where gay people go to be themselves without fear of persecution and and the community has felt safe i i was thinking today on the way in when was the last time i got abused in the street for being gay and i can't actually remember the last time i got abused for being gay i can certainly remember the last time i got abused for being a jew and it's not mm-hmm. that long ago we're talking months so you know, this is not part of our community, and and I hope for our sake and for the wider community's sake that it doesn't become part of our lived experience. Well, you are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy ninety four point nine, and we will be continuing this conversation um, with more spiritual elements to come. You're on the Spirit Lounge on Joy ninety four point nine. We're talking tonight about the Orlando massacre, but we're talking about it from a spiritual perspective as as this is the spirit lounge it's certainly been a tough week for us all in the lgbti community it's sort of brought home something that really hasn't been at the forefront of our minds now talking of all things spiritual there's been a multi-faith statement against homophobia biphobia and transphobia has been released in the victorian community it has 45 different signature organizations on it but i might just read the statement first and it was released uh Yesterday, I think. So the statement reads, The incredible violence against innocent LGBTI community members in Orlando is deplored in the strongest possible terms. There is no excuse for such appalling and evil actions driven by hate and intolerance. As faith leaders in the Victorian community, we recognise the sanctity of every human life. Every community member is entitled to live their lives free of fear, bullying, intimidation or violence. Everyone, 
of any sexual orientation or gender identity should be treated with respect and dignity. The physical health, safety and mental health of all Victorian community members is of vital importance. To this end, we call for all faith communities and community members to take a strong stand against homophobia, biphobia and transphobia. If you want to read that, it's on uh, the Victorian Jewish Community Council of Victoria's website, jccv.org.au. But it's signed by a lot of different organisations. Um, we're not going to go through them all. I'm just trying to look at the list really quickly and pick out some just to give you some sense of um, the breadth of the, the organisation. So there's the Buddhist Council of Victoria, uh, Council of Christians and Jews, um, Ethnic Community Councils of Victoria, um, a number of... Um, who else it's is really, on It's really... I mean, it, it's, it almost looks like it's practically every faith represented in... The Victorian population, I think. Almost. Although a lot of them seem to be um, the equality versions of these organisations. Yeah. But one that I am actually surprised to see on there is actually the Salvation yeah, Army. Yeah, I just noticed that as well. Um, I think that's an interesting... Uh, and I think... I actually, what a, like, that is amazing, it though. It is. I actually feel that this has been a turning point for uh, faith communities. That it's... it's I, um, I mean, we'll talk also about you know, the... the the multi-faith services that followed the vigil tonight, and I, I, f- I get the feeling that it's been a wake-up call that um, that the people of you know a lot of more uh, conservative religions have realised just how um, just what homophobia really looks like for the first time. It's an interesting list. Like this, there's, there's some other interesting ones. Certainly, in terms of our recent guests, there's the Lutheran Church of Australia as a signatory mm. to this. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of things. You know, Dr. Bernard, uh, Michael Kelly, rather, uh, a Catholic writer and activist from Monash University, he's on the list, which is, is sort of interesting. He's, been, he's, he's really been at, um, really pushing for equality within the Catholic Church for a long time. Yeah. But as, as, as Rachel said, he's signing this as an individual and not as a representative of the Catholic Church. Yeah. And, and then there's certainly the ones that you would expect, like... Um, the Wesley Mission has is obviously a signature, which is an arm of the Uniting Church. You know, Muslims for Progressive Values is, is a signatory, and and certainly a number of the more progressive Jewish uh, groups have have signed it as well. So it, it, it's, um, but then there's some interesting ones. The Rabbinical Council of Victoria, which is the Orthodox Jewish Rabbinical Council, is a signature on that too. So it's an interesting one. I believe we have some um, a, a, a ner- now I've forgotten his surname. Wasami. Wasami. Uh, we've got a clip of his speech from tonight's vigil to listen to. We do. Uh, so Nur has been a guest here on the Spirit Lounge as well. Nur is uh, an, a gay imam and he also runs a group for uh, gay Muslims in uh, Victoria, in Melbourne, called Mahaba. Uh, and this is a bit of what he had to say. Uh, I found this actually very powerful to listen to. Disputed fact is that he was a murderous homophobe who committed one of the greatest massacres in American history. We respectfully acknowledge that many of the people in Pulse were from cultures and faiths such as the First Peoples in the United States and here in Australia who have a history of genocide including the massacre of spiritually important people 
the two-spirited people known as transgender people today in the Western world. As a moral community, let us address this attack head-on and consider how ongoing stigmatization and discrimination of LGBTIQ plus people and multicultural and multi-faith people needs to be addressed at all levels of society in order to prevent such extreme violence at one end. Don't ascribe this act of pure hate to a religion. This was an act by a disturbed man who was driven by nothing but blind hate and possibly self-hate in so many ways. Muslims, like everyone else, have been shocked and saddened by this attack in Orlando and have expressed their full grief and prayers for the victims. There is no question about that. Islamophobia, homophobia, transphobia, and biphobia are all problems in our society that must be addressed. The media and our politicians must not use this barbaric homophobic attack to create more divisions in our communities. The incident in Orlando will unite us. It has united us. It will allow us to start the discussions in our homes and communities. It will make us ask some serious questions. It will allow us to address the issue of homosexuality, even though it is taboo in our communities, with moral and linguistic clarity. The attack on the LGBTIQ plus people in Orlando is a horrendous example of how repression can lead to violence. It is an example of a young man in an environment of conflict with no way of expressing himself. One of ours, that society, religion, culture, legal and social structures have let down. One of our own who massacred some of our own. In the name of fanatical idealism, we are sacrificing our sons and daughters. This is not about your position on the act of gay sex. Nobody cares. This is about human rights. Do we uphold the right of human beings to their individual sexual choices without persecution, let alone murderous retribution? Yes or no? Let's not tiptoe around the topic. Do we uphold their right to peace and prosperity? Yes or no? Let's not tiptoe around the topic. If yes, then how loudly are we willing to say it? Will we stand with the LGBTIQ community in utter clarity to uphold their rights to be free and safe? That's right. Overcome the taboo and stand with the LGBTIQ people on where our beliefs coincide, yes or no. Here I am standing before you today, a Muslim spiritual leader amidst our beautiful city and people of many faiths, as we see from the church there, I am standing here for one message, for one cry, for one purpose, and that is of unity. It is not two communities that have been affected by this tragedy on Sunday morning. It is one community. What I know is that as long as we have youth 
who have their sexualities and genders repressed and shamed, as long as our youth have no confidence against racism and economic injustice, as long as unemployment is on the rise, and as long as people live precariously, who knows? I don't. Of course, one must remain on guard on every level, but one must not fall prey to the pieties and sanctimoniousness of the elites and the media and follow them blindly. Friends, we need to be able to say today, I stand with you, I am one of you, and mean it. And together we create hope. To my Muslim same-sex attracted and gender diverse young people, I send my love, we send our love. Thank you. You are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9 with Rachel, Mark and Claudine this evening. And we are talking a bit about the vigil that was held for the shootings in Orlando, uh, as well as the spiritual side of it. Um, We have gotten a few messages through. Uh, A quick one here is asking if the vigil will be available as a podcast. And absolutely, it will be on the Joy website either this evening or by tomorrow morning. Uh, we do have someone working on it now. So that's at joy.org.au. And it will probably just be, um, it'll just say the vigil. I think it's actually getting cut up into speeches. So you will be able to just listen to one speech at a time via podcast. And another um, message that we have gotten through as well, and we thought... Um, this one has gotten us thinking as well. So this message came through and it says, was it an act of terrorism or internalised homophobia? Thoughts. Uh, And I thought, I will share with this because I actually do have thoughts around this. I have been reading a lot of articles. I even had the lady whom I dog walk for ask me the same thing. So she's been reading up about it as well. Um, She's an ally to our community. Um, I think maybe mostly since meeting me, if I do say so. Not the point. Um, But internalised homophobia was brought up because obviously reports are now coming out that he was on a famous gay dating app that no news place has named so I will not name it um, and uh, he also had been at the Pulse nightclub numerous times um, he had been drinking with with people there he had said things about um, you know oh but I have a wife and kids and apparently he would often get angry and upset whilst talking about that uh, and he had threatened people with a knife whilst at Pulse nightclub um, over being asked about his sexuality and I was actually having a conversation with someone about this today and about how you know he'd even um, somewhat befriended two drag queens this is something that I another thing that I read um, that he had befriended two drag queens and and I was like there are so many things so maybe he was gay maybe he didn't see himself as being born a man maybe he thought you know I could be trans like any of the LGBTI or Q's he could have fit into that box and I I do think that maybe it could have been a bit of um internalized homophobia it was an act of terrorism but not terrorism on the government terrorism that's usually the word is is used to describe it was terrorism towards the lgbti community it he was a wants hate crime. yes and he wants to cause fear within the community and he did that and he well and truly accomplished that um 
I, I I'm not sure that I would say it's terrorism as such. I think it's actually more of a hate crime on a very large scale. Yeah. Because terrorism is defined as a series of events designed to cause fear and panic. So it's a number of events. And, and, and I think part of the risk that we may run is that you could, if you wrap this up in terrorism, it's just part of terrorism mm. and it will be and, you know isis or one of them it gets it gets kind of wrapped up with that language of being against uh being no, islamic terrorism and i think that's that's what some of the news outlets have been po- posting it as or that it's or they've been emphasizing the gun culture whereas it's really important to to say that this wasn't a hate crime an attack on lgbtiq people and that we um now that's we mustn't it's what some people call you know straight watching washing once again our our community being sort of washed out of the out of the event because yeah, i believe isis only claimed it after the event rather than it being part of a, a system part of the yeah, systematic as, as terrorism so it's really opportunistic and i think it i think it really does demean the nature of the crime it's a it's a hate crime and it's quite confronting in that it is a hate crime Yes, definitely. And our program director, James, has said he thinks it is internalised homophobia, absolutely. It just also happened to cause terror. And that's that's what I was thinking along the lines of terrorism, not as in that it is, you know, government-related and all of that sort of stuff or organisation-related, but it caused terror, and it did. And the fact that people around the world, the LGBTI community around the world, are now fearful when they have felt safe for quite some time, oh, well... In Australia, there are places in the world where you are still fearful every day, but but we have pla- we we had places that we could go to, as you as we were saying earlier, that we could feel safe in a you know in a gay club, and we're not so sure about that now. Definitely. Okay, so back on topic again um, in terms of spirituality. So we did just hear from uh, hear the clip from Nur, who is a gay imam, uh, and that was he was the only religious um, representative uh, that spoke at the vigil. But uh, straight after the vigil, there was a service held at the cathedral uh, and Claudine was there. Uh, Mark and I had to rush back. Well, I had to rush back to Mark to to get all these clips up. Um, but Claudine, what happened at the service? So I wasn't... Um, I, I left the vigil early to get to the to St. Paul's Cathedral, the Anglican Cathedral, which is just opposite the road from Federation Square. And this was um, so. This is this was a service that was, uh, I guess, planned in conjunction with the vigil, um, called Lights of Hope in Darkness. And um, of course, kudos again again to our commissioner, who's um, as we talked about on the Spirit Line, who um, as well as being gender and sexuality commissioner, is has had a long background in the church, and I think saw the importance of um, getting people of faith to reflect on this event and to acknowledge that um, that many faiths, or most faiths, have, have had this history of homophobia. And it was an opportunity, I think, for people of um, from religious organisations to think about the, um, the history of their, of their organisations and, and homophobia, but also an opportunity for, for LGBTIQ people of faith to kind of Acknowledge that we exist and that um, to sort of we're used to being hidden, whether in the queer community or within our religious traditions. And it's it was really important. It was um, so this this the cathedral's Anglican, but it was 
the service included participation from people from different churches and from different religious traditions. And you know, I don't want it to sort of out you know any particular individuals, but I know that that there were many um, known uh, LGBT people leading different parts of the service. Um, I just found that when I turned up that I was uh, actually representing Joy, apparently, um, <laughs> or at least representing the Spirit Lounge. So um, that was that was what my my bit in the in the service said. But um, yeah, it was, um, and I've just posted a a photo on Facebook, and we'll have it on our on our website as well. That um, as you know, the I think one of the Jewish leaders brought um, a rainbow flag from across the road to from the vigil to hang in the cathedral. So. Wow. Um, as a you know, having been a member of the cathedral congregation in past years, I would have said, you know, in the past before I came out, I would have thought this would not have been possible. But it's it's just shown how much change has happened in the church in that particular church that this um, this happened. When when I was invited to take part in the service, I I asked the dean, well, tell me that this isn't straight washing. Just you know that it's important that this is an upfront acknowledgement of this being a hate crime against LGBTI people. And he said, yes, it was. He showed me He showed me the introduction. So um, that's the only reason that I took part, knowing that it was um, putting us putting us at, up front and centre. Amazing. How many people do you think made it there? Um, it was, well, the cathedral was full, uh, not sort of overflowing. It wasn't like, you know, Christmas, but yeah. <laughs> but it was still, it looked pretty full. So I was you know, sitting up. Um, in the sanctuary part, so but as far as I could see, it was f- you know full of people. There were you know, there were cameras as well. There were um, yeah people who I recognised from from the church and from other religious traditions, but also people from the LGBT people community. I think you know had just come across the road from the vigil. Um, so it was it was really um, a, a, an opportunity for I guess. For grieving in you know that's and I think that's something that the vigil accomplishes as well is is we need spaces and times where people can grieve together and um and it was important to start off with with a sort of secular opportunity but also to to provide a welcoming for the church to provide a welcoming space for those who who um re- you know, relate to that as well what do you think was the main message that could have been taken out of that service um there was so that the the um address or the sermon was given by by simon holt from collins street baptist church a friend friend of the spirit lounge and he so there were the the two um readings from the bible were from the um there was one from uh there was part um part of it was about lamentation from jeremiah and then there was also um a section from from Paul's letters to the Romans about love and about love, let love be genuine. And so it was. Uh, Simon was sort of putting it as we we need to grieve and and this is not something that's just going to happen quickly. It's, it's sort of it. We have to start with tears. He was saying, but but also to be. Um, also, it was also a challenge for us to to learn to love better, whether um, no whether we're representing a, a religion or or the um the secular world or LGBTI people we um we have to go back to love you're on the spirit lounge where we've been talking about t- um the attacks in Orlando and about tonight's vigil in Federation Square and 
briefly about the multiface service that followed it on, and I suspect we'll be talking about this at least you know one more from one more program. One thing I did want to also share from the vigil was um, recognizing that this was an attack also on um, the Latino community. It was a it was it occurred on the Latin night, and it was great to hear the commissioner say, um, "Queer people of color." have to be recognized come up front so that was something that really resonated with me as well beautiful well uh it's a big thank you and good night from rachel mark and claudine you have been on the spirit lounge on joy 94.9 and we will do a follow-up in the next couple of weeks good night everyone thanks for listening to a joy cast from joy 94.9 thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.